Hey, what's going on, guys? Today's episode is brought to you by Tattered Lives Farms. People helping people is what a nonprofit Tattered Lives Farm is all about. Tattered Lives Farm is a nonprofit focused on wellness and land development that emotionally and financially changes lives. Tattered Lives Farm is building the first of many affordable rental housing developments where the renters are the owners through fractional ownership opportunities. People helping people. And your desire to enter the real estate market is helping construct a unique, affordable housing environment for everyone's benefits. This is a concept that's one of a kind and a cause you can get behind. Tatterlized Farmers isn't just asking you to donate. They're asking you to be part of the solution. So go ahead. Go visit them on Instagram at Tatterlives Farms and tell them the Rambo Army sent you. Welcome to another episode of the J&B Ray Boxing Podcast here in the Colt of Ramble Ranch in the newly remodeled, once again, for the third time in a row, Chin Check Studios. Well, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. Canelo, John, Knight Rider, official, what a hot of Mexico. We got Ryan Garcia's comments. We got boxing news, boxing everything. Adrian Bruno signed a Don King, only in America. And who's happy about this news? Well, ladies and gentlemen... He is a member, well, he is the president of the Andrew Broner Fan Club Whittier Charter, the one and only Beery in the motherfucking house, Beery! Fake news, fake news, everyone, fake news. But no, it's actually official, Don King signed. Oh, oh, I'm sorry, not to be specified, I am not the fucking president of this fan club. There we go, fake news. I think fans will say otherwise, because they mail you their membership fees every month. (laughs) Yeah, they do. I get the mail every day, every month, and I I see people sending you uh, fees for yeah. the Adrian Broner fan club. Oh, do they? I don't know what you give them, but they somehow you fool people into giving you money, just like Adrian Broner has fooled Don King, or has Don King fooled Adrian Broner? That's the topic of tonight. Should we start that off? Why not? Since you brought it up. <laughs> oh man, this happened today. This happened today, man. Literally today. That's why I kind of was like, you know, this one episode, right? <laughs> <laughs> when I saw, I forgot, I forgot who, um, I forgot the name of the Instagram page that posted it, but I'm just like, no, nah, this is this is fake. Then I, of course, they tagged the uh, Don King uh, production of Don King's promotion Instagram page. I was like, all right, let me see. And yeah, it came. It literally came from that page. Can you tell the fans who don't know what we're talking about? Basically, what it is, it was announced that Don King. Or somebody in Don King's uh, promotion announced that they have signed Adrian the Problem Broner. 
Sorry, wrong one. Not really. <laughs> uh, it says here, world's greatest boxing promoter. Don King. <laughs> I'm sorry, folks. Hold on. <laughs> I don't know who Don King paid off. For. World's greatest boxing promoter. I can't even say it straight. Don King signs exciting superstar bad boy boxing, Adrian Broner. Four-time world champion ready to go back to work. That desperate. You saw the picture, man. Broner's face is like, <laughs> I'm fucked. Is he? I mean, he's all that stack of money in the front, in front of him. Yeah, it looks fake to me. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, does Don King? Uh, I didn't know Don King promoted so. Me too. I didn't even know he's he's promoting. I, I First of all, I'm like he's promoting too. He's he's alive. Like, come on, the fuck. So yeah, I was I was surprised. I was like, damn, I I gotta send you that. I go. I was driving and I had to stop for a minute. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, no, like Broner, Don King, what? <laughs> That's kind of like he's like one step ahead from fighting in bingo halls. Oh yeah, that kind of that kind of. Oh thing. yeah, because I'm like, yo, okay, you left Al Heyman, and everyone was like, yeah, Al Heyman, and then you signed the BLK Prime, and of course everybody is, is praising BLK Prime because they don't want to look like idiots <laughs> because you know it's BLK Prime, and of course that would show that. BOK Prime is BOK Prime, but yeah. you know, even Crawford went out there. But Crawford's not even with them anymore. And so Broner goes, ah, I got a three fight contract for, you know, more than six figures and da da da. And yeah, bro, but the funny thing is, you criticize the fact that you did a press conference through video, but you did your announcement through video. <laughs> he did. And it looks like you just paid somebody. Like, I could have done your artwork for your fight poster. <laughs> and you had three fights fall apart. And then you said, I'm parting ways. And I'm thinking, yeah. okay, cool. You're parting ways. My thought was not going to be he was going to go with famous promoter, Don King. This guy's been promoting since the late 70s. Yeah. You know, he's, yeah, but, I mean, let's name off who he's promoted. He's promoted Mike Tyson. He fucked him. <laughs> he promoted uh, Julio Cesar Chavez. He fucked him. He promoted Muhammad Ali. He fucked him. Um, should we keep naming names? Like, I mean, this guy's known for fucking fighters. That's about to say. Uh, Ricardo Mayorga. <laughs> oh. The gift that he gave, he did give us the gift of Ricardo Mayorga, but at the end, we wanted him out, and, you know, he used him as much. Don King is the quintessential example of a pimp and whore of boxing. He oh, was the yeah. pimp, and he hoard out the fighters. Oh, big time! And you know, people cut on wind to it, and you know, he's he's one of the last of the dying breed of promoters that did that still whore out their fighters. Yeah, um, I'll use an example: the Klitschko's when they were trying to break through America, were looking for a, a, a promoter. Don King invited him to Miami. Goes, hey, come to Miami, come to Miami. He invited, rolled out the red carpet. And I invited him. He goes, I want you to have dinner in my house. I want to cook for you guys some Ukrainian food. So, all right, cool. You know, they're, like, excited. Like, Don King. This is Don King. Mm-hmm. This is the famed promoter Don King. This guy did Rumble in the Jungle. Yeah. You know, this guy did Thrill in Manila. You know, this is Don King. You know, this is the guy. And they go to his house and, you know, fucking mansion in Miami. And... Don King shows up and, oh, I'm, oh, I think you boys are going to be the next great heavyweights. And he's sucking their dicks. 
verbally, I mean, not physically. <laughs> sucking them off, you know, he's sucking them off. And he goes, and he goes, uh, uh, he goes, uh, you know, they, they look at the piano and they're like, oh, you know, you play the piano? He goes, of course I play the piano. And he starts playing the piano. He starts playing a, a Ukrainian song. And they're like, wow, this guy really, like, really wants to impress us. He learned how to play. Well, Vitaly looks at Vlad- Vladimir's like, wow, this guy's, this guy's, this guy went out of his way to learn a fucking, a Ukrainian, like, folk song, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah. And Vitaly caught on and kind of like, look at his hands. He wasn't moving his hands. He had a recording device in the piano. <laughs> and then Vitaly goes, now I know why people don't sign the Don King. <laughs> He will whine and dine you, but try to fuck you with the end. <laughs> they ate his food, they left, and they never signed. It's like it's like this guy is trying to like like you said. It's almost like he's trying to fuck this girl, and then the only way if he feels like to get her drunk, lead her on. So he was leading him on. <laughs> Fine dining, you know, he's getting women and hotels. And is, is this like a rumor or the Klitschko's? If you don't believe me, watch uh-huh. the Klitschko documentary. That okay. HBO did. They they literally point that out. I, that <laughs> okay. always stuck in my so head. It came from the Klitschko's. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Came from the Klitschko's themselves, right out the Klitschko's. I can't mouth. believe I never heard this story. Yep. And then, yeah, very clown, like, yo, look at his hands. And they weren't moving. He said they were just, he had them, all he was doing. Maybe something like this now, like barely just moving it. Like I guess. He, he was like this. Something, something like that. Yeah. He was just bouncing. I, mean, I wish we had cameras yeah, here. Yeah, I know, me too. He's just bouncing his hands up and down, like he was playing them. And he goes, he goes, he's not even playing them, dude. <laughs> he's, not, he's not playing them. Like, are you serious? Like, he's not playing them. He goes, this is exactly what we were told. <laughs> Watch out, man! This guy shakes your hand, but he's taking your wallet from the back. <laughs> one hand's in your one hand is shaking your hand, the other hand's reaching into your wallet, dude. That's Don King. So to hear uh, Adrian Broner went there, it's not new. It's out there. Boxing world knows the reputation of Don King. Fuck yeah! This is the desperation of a fighter who lived a fast life, spent more money than he made it. And is now looking down at his career, saying, "Fuck it, yeah. I'm bite the bullet and go with this guy." Yep. And th- that's the thing with Don King; he'll give you money up front, but he'll fucking whore you out. Yep. And he'll, you know, make his money. You know, he kind of he's notorious for that. I don't know if he's any different, but name name a fighter under Don King currently right now that's famous. Not that I know of, nobody yeah, like Don King. I mean, Don King has contributed a lot to boxing. I want to say that the middleweight tournament, the undisputed middleweight tournament with Trinidad and Hopkins, you know, he did he did guide Trinidad's career. But I, I don't know. I just, I, I honestly don't see why a guy like Broner did that. I I mean, like I said in the opener, was Broner able to hustle Don King or was Don King able to hustle Broner? Uh, with, I, I honestly don't think a guy like Broner is smart enough to hustle a guy who's been in the game this no, long. I don't. I don't think so. So I think you're being hustled. I think Broner's being hustled. Mm-hmm. In what way? I don't know. I mean, we won't really know until the, I don't know, until, uh, I guess you can say until shit hits the fan. Until he books a fight and then the fight gets postponed. Yeah. Something like that. That's just the only way. Because I'm looking at it. Where's Don King going to put him in? Because Don King doesn't have a relationship with Showtime. I was going to say, yeah, you're and right. And Broner, Broner's made it very clear he hates HB. He hates Showtime. Fuck. Remember, he talks shit about Showtime. They don't pay me. They don't put me up. So he's made it very clear. 
He's not going to fight on Fox because Fox has a contract with Al Heyman's PBC. Yeah. He's not going to fight on ESPN because ESPN is taken by Top Rank. The only other logical explanation I can, the only logical thinking I have is mm-hmm. the zone did come out with a comment last week saying, Hey, we're open. We're not, we're not, we're not about this, this borderland stuff where, you know, you, you're, and you're a part of the town and no, 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 we're open to anybody. We will work with the PBC. We will work with top rank. We will work with Eddie Hearn. We will work with golden boy. We will work with any promoter that wants to put on boxing fights in a boxing net, a boxing oriented, ch- um, uh, streaming service. Mm-hmm. So, Don King could go out there, and and there's and there's and if there's anybody out there that can milk a network, it can be Don King. <laughs> Don King can milk a network. He's done it before. Yeah. So he could probably milk a network. He could probably milk the zone. The zone is a sucker, or who knows? Maybe Don King can work out a deal with uh, BOK Prime or Thriller. Oh God! You know what? We forgot about Thriller. I don't consider Thriller. I went in the last time you heard about Thriller. Nah, not really. Not much, man. So. Not much. Not as much before in the beginning. Damn. So, Thriller's not even a contender anymore. Jim Lampley, haven't even heard about Jim Lampley. I feel bad because remember they made the announcement, oh, Jim Lampley, you know, he's making a return. And everyone's like, what happened? Craig, yeah. (laughs) Everyone's like, what happened? (laughs) Jim? (laughs) Jim? Okay. (laughs) So... I don't know. We'll see. Like you said, I think we just have to wait and see what happens in this yeah. situation with Broner. I don't see it going well for Broner, though. I don't. I, I don't either. I don't either. I don't think it's going to go. And well. the thing is here, you know, the reason why fighters don't sign with promoters is that they can freeze you out. Yeah, that too. Look, look at uh, we're watching right now. Mikey Garcia for Errol Spence. I honestly believe. That Errol, I mean Errol Spence, that uh, Mikey Garcia gave up a good year and a half of his career. Yeah, he did. You know, he gave a good year, almost what two years? I think I want to say two years. Gave up two years of his career to get out of a contract with with Bob Arum. With Bob Arum, gave up two good years of his career. Those are good. Those two good years could have been, you know, getting the Gamboa fight, getting the Lomachenko fight. He could have had something there, but he wanted out. He wanted to do his own thing, and he did. He made good money and he left. Broner, if Broner's team is watching, I'm I would have gone through that contract three times over. I would have literally gone in there and got lawyers to look it over to make sure that you don't get tied up. Because if you look at the experience, like I said, he left the PBC because the PBC was basically not was um was wasn't going to give him the money he was asking for. And and if they were, it was going to be against opposition that he kind of felt like, nah, fuck that. Like, I'm mm-hmm. not right now. Like, I'm not there yet. Or you weren't a bankable commodity, bro. Like, you had cracks at Sean Porter. You had cracks at Mikey Garcia, Manny Pacquiao. Yeah, you bought us good ratings, but, I mean, how many times are people going to pay to see you lose? Oof. Yeah. It's, it's, it's harsh, yeah. but it's the truth. And when, you know, you're not going to get that type of money, money fighting uh you know, fighting the Figueroa's of the world. So he left. Okay. Al Heyman said, fine, leave. Good luck. Wish you luck in your future mm-hmm. endeavors. John Lonitis is yeah. <laughs> When the BLK Prime was able to sucker BLK Prime into some, apparently, what, $12 million fight? I would say so, yeah. Gotcha. Good. Good for you. How, that didn't even, you didn't even step in the ring. You're going to go Don King. You don't think Don King has a clause that he can freeze you out? Because you got the reputation of pulling out of fights. You got the reputation of being a fucking hard person to deal with. 
you don't think I'm going to freeze your ass out? Good luck. You know who else gets, you know, you know who else is indebted to, to Don King? That's why he can never fight. And I found that out today. Oh. Felix Trinidad. I, 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 I was, was going to ask you, like, isn't it, so, that sounds familiar. Does, isn't somebody have that same, same Felix situation? Felix Trinidad is still under contract there we go, to Felix Don Trinidad. King. Like what? I don't know how many fights. Maybe three fights, I guess. Three fights. But Trinidad basically said, nah, I'll just stay. I'll just stay. He can't even do an exhibition without Don King getting his fucking grubby fingers on that money. That's why you're never going to hear about Don uh, Trinidad De La Hoya exhibition or Mosley Trinidad. You're never going to hear Trinidad do an exhibition. No. Because Don King has the rights to that money. So before, before he even cashes the check, he better pay Don King his portion of the promoter fee. You know, Julio Cesar Chavez had to leave. Fuck yeah, he did. Fucking Don King did yeah. to make real money. He said, I thought I made money until I left to, to go to Bob Aaron's top yeah. rack, and I made real money. He made a lot of money there. You know, look at Mike Tyson, for fuck's sakes. was bankrupt. Owed the IRS. One of the highest paid heavyweights of the 1990s. Mm-hmm. Highest paid. Yep. Biggest oh, pay-per-view draw. Heavyweight. Yep. Broke. Dead broke. Sued Don King. And even when he won, he had to pay the IRS that money. So, my prediction for Adrian Broner is that I don't think we're going to see Adrian Broner ever again. Fuck. I think this is the last stand. I think he sealed his fate in boxing. I want to be optimistic. I think I've been one of the most uh, optimistic people when it comes down to Adrian Broner. But I keep hearing, was this a good move? No. Was this a Fuck power man. move? No. This was, a, this was the move of a desperate man who wants money at the moment. Mm-hmm. And sad to say, doesn't know anything else but this. No. Doesn't know anything else but this. No, no, I don't know. So. Doesn't know anything really, honestly. That's all he knows. So I don't know how much, oof, I don't know how much he has left now with Don King. He'll be fighting in bingo halls by the end of the year. Yeah. That's a sad story. And that's, that is a sad story. That's, that's a, a waste of, that's a waste of talent. Yeah, it is. It really, really is. It's a waste of talent. The kid, the kid was talented enough. I don't think he would have been the next Floyd Mayweather, but he was talented yeah. enough. He had heart. He had heart. That's one thing I can't deny for sure. I mean, all the shit I talk. I mean, no, I, I, I mean, right in the right off in the beginning, I've always said like this guy has talent, but he's just he's just wasting it away. I kept saying wasted it. He's just now. wasting it. I go and I look at him like now he's not even he's not in his. I, I wouldn't know. He's like what thirty four, thirty three. I feel like he's good years. I think past. he's 32, 33. I think he's in the tail end of his prime, but all the drinking, all the smoking, all the late night yeah. partying, I think it's going to catch up to him, and I think it's going to be the right opponent, and we'll see what happens now. Yeah. I think even, the fact that even Eddie Hearn goes, three years ago, I would have said yes. Right, he I said that. Paid up, but he's not, he, no, no. He's not worth the money he's asking he's for. Not, no, he's not. He's and not. for Eddie to say that, and Eddie he's has not. and then he has the, the zone war chest. It's a fair dick. He has a zone <laughs> war chest right there, ready mm-hmm. to go, and he doesn't even want to pay him. Nope. Tells you that. Tells you that they don't even want him. No. They could have. They could have literally offered him Connor Ben. <laughs> you know, Connor Ben coming off that that you know tainted eggs. Yeah, <laughs> I've never heard of. I've heard. Of, I've heard. I've heard of clambiterol tacos. Me, yeah, me too. I've never heard of tainted scrambled eggs. I've never heard of tainted omelets. <laughs> so. 
They, I mean, uh, let's move on from Adrian Broner. Yeah, and I'm glad you brought him up. That's uh, that's on the also on the news. Really, uh, there and there are talks of a Pacquiao versus Conor Ben for a welterweight fight. Uh, um, so yeah, I can see Pacquiao taking the fight. Really, think so? I think the Pacquiao strategy would probably be let me come get a young gunner and not and show that I'm back. You know, he did that with uh, with Broner, right? He fought Broner first, then fought Thurman. Uh yeah. You know, first of all, he fought Matisse, then Boner. But uh, but remember, there was a kind of like, well, how much does he have left in the tank? Right, and, I kept saying and that. And then he fought, and then he fought Broner in there, and that was kind of like a rejuvenated. Everyone was kind of like, oh, he has a lot. This guy can, this guy can pull it off. Yeah, type of mentality. I think the strategy would be the same. Let's put him against a young, you know, inexperienced gunner. You know, he's you know, and we'll market it as this guy's young, tough, strong. Pacquiao's in, hasn't fought in three years. <laughs> yeah, you know. And you could sell the fight. That's a possible fight to happen if Pacquiao is thinking about coming back. But I think Pacquiao, Pacquiao's in the. I think he still has the itch. I think those exhibition fights don't do him. No, huh? Yeah, I, he's yeah. not content with retirement. That's the type of guy that doesn't sound like exactly. He's not content with retirement. You know, not he's, like Floyd. Now you can tell oh, Floyd, Floyd is, is just super content. content. Like oh, he's retired. Pay me my four million dollars. Right. <laughs> Pay me my He's five having million. fun with these. I, I don't have to give a fuck about ticket sales. I already got the money up front. Right. <laughs> he doesn't really need to. Exactly. He doesn't need to like promote like he used to. You're telling me the Saudi princes are paying me $5 million to beat up this YouTube star? Sign me up. <laughs> By the way, thank you for the Saudi princes. Thank you to the Saudi prince. You're telling me, you're telling me investors want to watch me beat up this MMA fighter? Right. In front of like a half a, a half room of... Cause I'm at this pictures of like that. That, that reader wasn't even full. I had like, like basically like thirty people sign me up. Like people go, oh, Floyd's not selling. Floyd doesn't give a fuck about selling at the moment, ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. He gets guaranteed money. Guaranteed money. See when see when they and then people go, oh, if that's okay, why can't Thurman? Yeah, but guess what? He's not. Floyd is not asking for fucking eighty million dollars to fight YouTubers. <laughs> That's the difference. I'm not saying that Thurman Crawford is, but what Crawford sits on the table going, "No, nah, I want guaranteed money. I want, I want X amount." <laughs> what, bitch? <laughs> Where's your track record? You don't even sell out shit. You know, Floyd. The difference has pay per view records. Fuck yeah! But at this moment, Floyd's not an active fighter. He's yeah. just a fucking circus act at the moment. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he's just going around. <laughs> Country to country fighting, he, like he's on a world tour right now. I think he's about fighting. Right, I think he wants to fight like four more times this year against <laughs> like YouTube fighters. <laughs> Why? Because there's a market to and no, and they're willing to pay his fee, mm-hmm. which is I think three to four, five million dollar fee. Right. Doesn't care. It's money. So you know, doesn't care. I don't have to. I don't have to worry about the pay per view sales. I don't, if if these networks are dumb enough to pay me mm-hmm. or the, whatever these investors that, yep. or these Saudi prince, shout out to the Saudi prince, thank you, to, <laughs> thank you to the Saudi prince. They're willing to pay me. Why am I going to give a fuck about it? Yep, I got the money's with the money cleared. Fuck it, yeah, <laughs> let's do it. So, but with Pacquiao, it's, it's opposite, total opposite. I, like, I think he st- I right. think I think when he did the exhibition, it maybe sparked the fame. Like I can still do this. Yeah, I can still do this. That, that, you know, and especially you know, Pacquiao kind of surrounds himself with with guest people. Yeah, that I bet you like they're not real to him, and I think they'll tell him. Now I bet you when he was training for that exhibition fight, like yeah, yeah, you know, I still got it right. Like yeah, champ, you got it, champ. Fuck yeah, 
Yeah, you know, I think that Ugas was like, you know, I think that Ugas fight was, I was just off that night. Yeah, champ, you were off. You were totally off that night. Yeah, man, I, I felt that that night. I felt that that night you were off, champ. But you look better. Like, if you were to fight Ugas today, you'd beat him, champ. And he's like, yeah, 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 I'm going to come back. I'm going to come back. Okay. Instead of telling him, like, it's a young man's sport, man. Yeah, <laughs> it really is now. It's a young man's sport. Like, you, you, you're in your 40s now. Yeah. You got some wear and tear in Mid 40s, I wouldn't say no. Bro. And first of all, you ain't got the eye of the tiger no more. No. <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> you, you, you ain't got the eye of the tiger. You haven't been hungry since you won the belt. And they're eyeing this, they're, they're, they're eyeing this for June 3rd. What, I mean, what's your take? Do you think? I, you know what? It's, um, yes. It, honestly, that's the impression I got when I read that. I was like, is he, 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 he doesn't, I don't think he likes retirement. This is just him being like, well, he wants to prove himself that he can kind of still, he can still be there. He can still hang with the, with the best. That's the impression that I really got when I read this. Um, will it go? I don't know. I really don't know. Part of me actually probably don't want this to happen. He's done. Manny Pacquiao has done everything that he could do, and there's nothing for him to prove. Yeah, because I think uh, uh, Manny Pacquiao five, six years ago would have demolished a guy like Ugas. Oh, fuck yeah. Oh, yeah. Back in his time, yes. I totally agree. You know, um, I totally the, agree. The guy that fought Ugas that night did not have an answer. No. Like, did not have an answer from... You know, and I think he he showed his age. He aged that night. Yeah. So, and this is the this is the talk that Freddie Roach have with him. Hungry? Hell, you ain't been hungry since you won that belt. Oh, what are you talking about? I've had ten title defenses. <laughs> that was easy. What do you mean easy? They was handpicked. <laughs> this was Freddie should tell. Setups. God, they were setups. They was good fighters, but they wasn't killers like this guy. He'll knock you into tomorrow, Rock. Like, someone should talk to Pacquiao like this. <laughs> and then Pacquiao just looks at him like, uh, I think I can do it. I tried my best. <laughs> I tried my best, Freddy. Freddy. <laughs> we got one more title running left in us. I believe in you. <laughs> believe in me, Freddy. Please, do it for me. One more time. Do it for Jinky. Do it for my do nine it. kids. <laughs> Do it for my country. I guess I, the beating that you got from Apollo should have killed you, kid. He's talking about Uga. It's <laughs> my job to keep you winning and to keep you healthy. <laughs> okay, Freddy. You really don't think I got nothing left, do you? <laughs> well, Rock, let's, let's put it this way. You know, three years ago, you were supernatural. He was, he was hard and he was nasty and, and he had this cast iron jaw. But then he got knocked up but by Marcus and he started using salt water. This thing happened to you. This is the thing, hold on. It could happen to any fighter. This, I call this true. You got civilized. Yeah. yeah. Did you hear him? You got civilized. That's the worst thing but a fighter can is be civilized. You know. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but that, that that's my take on uh on that. Hey, who knows? Yeah, maybe Freddie and and, and Maddie Matt probably never had that conversation. Maybe Freddie's like, I don't want to tell him that he needs to. That's he what I'm saying. Like someone needs to fight, like look him in the eye and be like, hey, like you need to like you need to stop. You don't right? need this. 
So I totally agree. But yeah, no, I, I don't like the idea, but it, it might happen because it's Pacquiao, so they might do it. They might do it. Um, seems like it's getting close, man. David Haney versus Vasily Lomachenko. They're finalizing a deal on May for a May twentieth fight in Las Vegas for the undisputed lightweight championship of the world. Um, for this fight, it's, so far this is going to be on the uh, ESPN pay per view. Seems like it's a go. It looks like it's almost a go, but of course it's not uh, official yet. But I, I, I have a feeling yes, it's going to be finalized. You think that it'll, it'll it's, happen? It's going to be finalized. Um, I gotta say, I, I gotta ask this, uh, and people, people, a lot of people are asking this. If Haney wins this fight, man, does I mean does he deserve in the for sure in the pound for pound list? Where do you rank him up there? Because goddamn, that's a pretty good, uh, um, it's a pretty good career. And if you think about it, for Devin Haney, if he's able to accomplish this, beat beat Cambosis twice, right? Beat Linares. You know, Jojo Diaz. You know, beat Jojo Diaz. I'll, I'll give him that one. Yeah, and then goes ahead and beats uh, Vasily Lomachenko. He got to be in the top 10, probably a little bit outside the top five pound-for-pound best mm-hmm. fighters in the world yeah. currently right now. And if he does this, he is way ahead of basically the the fabulous four, the Faf, the Faf four right. of this generation, which is technically him, Teofimo Lopez, Tank, and Ryan. Yeah, He would set himself apart from all, all five, basically all three of those guys mm-hmm. as the most accomplished uh, resume. Yeah. You know? Uh I think, I think what 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 would hold him back is the the haters and the critics. They'll be like, "Oh, he followed Lomachenko. He hasn't been the same since he lost to Teofimo Lopez." Yeah, or, you know, Teo was or Teo or Lomachenko hasn't been. Lomachenko really wasn't that good after all. You know, um, that might hold him back. But I think, but also the fact that I'm sorry to say it, I like Devin Haney. I think Devin Haney's a great uh, great boxer. Not great, but a good boxer. I'm sorry, I don't like the I don't like the word throw great. Good boxer. Yeah. But what kills it is his style. He's not a he's not a TV friendly. Yeah, because fighter. he's not a fan friendly fighter. Or something like that. But I think it's the lack of knockouts. But I like I've said it before, mm-hmm. and I, I even said it on the last tell uh, the last Whittier Fight Club that we did on him. It's because the weight cut. Wait until this kid moves up to one forty. <sighs> He'll be a fucking wrecking ball. This kid's draining himself, like literally draining himself mm-hmm. to make this weight. But he's chasing greatness, though. He's chase he's chasing greatness. And that's great, but he's willing he's willing to bet it all against Lomachenko, which, you know, it's a tough it's a tough order here. Yeah. So I, I'm looking forward to it. And I think uh, if we're not doing anything, yeah, I'm willing to do it with your fight club. Oh no, fuck yeah, too. for sure. Yeah. So No no for sure. Uh and of course, uh I like the comment. I I I I don't know how I didn't save or anything or but he was interviewed Lomachenko not very long ago where he made a comment. Pretty interesting comment where he was saying, if he goes, if you think about it, really, and you've kind of said this too. He was like, if you think about it, the actual true lightweight champion of the world was really Teofimo. He goes, he beat me, he says. And Haney only got the WBC belt, you know, because um, I, you know, I just, he didn't end up fighting him, he goes. So Haney didn't really beat me for the belt. And he said that. So really, in my take, it's. Teofimo Lopez, he goes, he was the one that actually, he's he can really say he's the undisputed champ, he goes. Yeah, but then Camposas beat him, so yeah, he, you know, say what you want to say, right? then he, you know, he is the legit champ. Yeah. He, I just think he's trying to say that at that time, 
when he was walking around with that WBC belt mm-hmm. and defending it, he wasn't the champ. I was the champ. Yeah. And when he said, and then when he was out there trying, him and his father were trying to go and, well, no, no, I'm, I hold the belt and Tio's the, Tio's not on the disputed because he hasn't fought me. We talked about it. Yeah. You know, this is neither Haney's fault, Teofimo Lopez's fault, Lomachenko's fault. This was the WBC's fault by making this, uh, was it champion or, well, I forget what the fuck it was. Mm-hmm. The, oh, the franchise? The, 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 the franchise, franchise yeah, the franchise belt. This was the WBC diluting it and then causing this kind of confusion uh, in the, uh, around the boxing world. And if you notice, we haven't heard about this franchise belt since then. No, since because then, of nope, the nope. Because of this stupid confusion. So it is. Uh, I agree with T, uh, with Lomachenko that Teofimo was the undisputed champ, but I don't blame Devin Haney for walking around Las Vegas with the belt saying, I'm the champ, because, again, not Loma's fault, not Teal's fault, not mm-hmm. Haney's fault. It was uh, Suleiman's fault for making this stupid franchise belt mm-hmm. that he made up. Of, I mean, we did it a whole entire episode reading out the rules I mean. and what the status of this, and we we butchered it. We took it apart. You know, I think we called it the alphabet soup yeah. episode. <laughs> so, I mean, I agree with Lomachenko, but then again, like I said, I, I don't blame Teofimo Lopez thinking he's a champ. Yeah. At that time. At the time. Yeah, currently, exactly. he is in the speed champ. Yeah. He really is. Um, this one, um, I mean, I, I guess what you want to get out of the way a little bit, because I thought, I thought this little piece of info that Ryan Garcia mentioned, and I feel like this is, I feel like this, I, 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 to me, I feel like they're really making the excuses. It's almost like they're just, they're coming up with all these excuses. Ryan's claiming that this, this negotiation of the wage reign, right? This whole clause was put in at the last fucking minute. First, he was saying that they added that in. First, he made it sound like they added that in it, and they looked at it, and at the end, they agreed it. Now he's making it seem like, oh, bef- you know, before they they're about to agree to it. They add to, they add that stipulation to it at the last minute. I call bullshit. I call bullshit as well. I call bullshit because your promoter sat there and argued that the whole holdup was a rematch clause. Yes, you're telling me that the the, the argument wouldn't have been, hey, okay, you're gonna hydrate, you're gonna do, you're gonna basically pick a catchweight of one thirty six, mm-hmm. and you're gonna put a hydration clause of one forty six. You know what? Nah, fuck that. Let's you know, let's let's uh, I'm willing to fork over the percentage. Let's do a fucking ninety ten split. You know, to your favor, and just give me the rehydration clause and shit. Mm-hmm. I'm willing to give up. I'm willing to fork over the money if that's the case, yeah. bro. Fuck that. No, this isn't it. You signed. You know what you signed up for. You did it. I call bullshit on that. I, me I, too. I, I, I honestly sit here and say he's trying to build. He's trying to build the narrative, so when he does lose, it'll be towards that, and he'll try to discredit the loss and mm-hmm. the win for Tank Davis. You know, in case that. And if he wins, he'll hold up saying, even against all odds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> against all odds, God helped me that night to make the weight, and God helped me to knock him out. Yeah. Thank the God, he'll say. But if he loses, uh, walking, I was walking in here with one hand tied behind my back, and da-da-da-da-da, and the weight cut, and yeah. this and that, and I'm not a full-fledged, I'm a, I'm 140, I'm a full-fledged 140-pounder who had to move down in weight. I said this last week, and I, and I don't think I mentioned it, you haven't fought at 140 yet, bro. You make it even, sound like he does that. You've been making it seem you've been fighting at a 140 your entire fucking career. Okay, you were fighting at 135, and you got caught going against Fortuna by making the weight upper and mm-hmm. then blaming him Fortuna. And then Fortuna came out and go, no, you cocksuckers wanted the fucking weight change. <laughs> I was cool making the weight. 
Yeah. And you can tell because of the structure the kid walked in. You you it wasn't like fucking Fortuna was walking in there buffed as shit or looked bigger. This guy looked like a fucking lightweight fighting a junior welterweight. Yeah. So it wasn't Fortuna begging for the fight to be moved to to 142 pounds. It was you. <laughs> it was you. <laughs> it was you. Yeah. You signed up for it. This is what's happened. But this whole narrative, oh, he's waiting. He hasn't been fighting. He hasn't even stepped foot at 140 pounds. No. All his fights, excluding the Fortuna fight, have been at 135 pounds. Mm-hmm. So for him to come out here and and then look at us like we're dumbasses, and if you guys swallow that bullshit, then you are dumbass. <laughs> He's not a full-fledged 140-pounder. He hasn't stepped foot in that fucking division. Mm-hmm. And you can't count the Fortuna fight because Fortuna was a lightweight moving up to this fucking, well, Ryan Garcia weighed at 142. Mm-hmm. You knew it was 136. Since October, we all knew it was 136. Yeah. You probably knew beforehand. And I doubt that your promoter allowed a last-minute uh, last minute addendum or a last-minute change of a rehydration clause of 10 pounds in the 11th hour when he was already anal about the rematch clause being taking place in the zone. You're, so, you're telling, so if that's the case, you have the shittiest fucking promoter in the world <laughs> because he's not looking out for your well-being, was he then? Because a promoter begging for the rematch clause wouldn't be doing that. Because that means he already knows you're going in with one hand behind your, mm-hmm. behind your back. And I'd be fighting for that hydration clause yeah. weight. Not fighting for a rematch clause. A rematch clause means he has faith that you're going to fucking make the weight. You're going to come in in the hydration weight. And you're going to beat the guy. He was more obsessed about the fucking rematch clause. Not the rehydration clause. Am I right? No, exactly. Exactly. But they make it seem like, oh, it was the last minute. No, it wasn't. And then, he, of course, the narrative, now he's going, well, I had to accept this fight. Now I have to put my body on the line, something like that. I'm going to show, I'm going to have to sacrifice. And he, like, he, then he's trying to throw then that story. I'm doing it for y'all, you know? I'm doing it for all of you because I'm sacrificing myself for this. I want this fight. Well, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Shut up. Train for, for April 29th and shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. Shut the fuck up. Train for April 29th. I Don't totally agree. S- that's it. I totally agree. Spending time training for April 29th. He's, again, he's throwing that. That He's throwing yeah, in that sword. The reason he's throwing that because he knows what he got himself into. Yeah. He knew what he got himself into. I think he talked himself into this fight. I think you're building the narrative. You're trying to build this fucking story. I think you're trying. To me, Ryan Garcia is a guy that needs to be motivated by something. I think he's chasing the glory. I think he sees the guy. I think he saw him face to face. He didn't sweat you for two nights, for two press conferences. No. You got under his skin a little bit, but he showed straight out he's a fucking dog. And if you wanted to, he would have he, he gotten to a, fit, a fist fight with you mm-hmm. that night and during that press conference. But he didn't want to. And then you go out there trying to fat shaming. Oh, look, talk about rehydration clauses. Look, you're not. <laughs> he's made weight every fight now. Yeah. The last time he didn't make weight was the Gamboa, Gamboa fight. Gamboa fight, right? Yeah. And that was a long time ago. But he's made weight. Mm-hmm. He's made weight. You, on the other hand, didn't make weight in your last fight. The fact that you guys had to hide it and blame it on your opponent. Oh, oh, oh Fortuna can't make 135, so we're moving it. We're moving it to 142. What the fuck you mean? I, <laughs> I can make the I was planning to make the weight. You fuckers yeah. last minute changed the weight. So this is bullshit. I call it bullshit. Move on. 
Move on. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to. I know. I, I don't want to eat angry. Oh man! <laughs> I, just finished my, I finished my workout. I'm fucking hungry. Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, fight announced, man! Canelo Alvarez, the face of boxing, which Canelo put that on his Instagram. The face of boxing, Canelo Alvarez, Canelo Alvarez returning in uh, in May, May, I believe May seventh, May seventh, May sixth. I'm sorry. So May sixth, he's be fighting, right? And who's he fighting? Uh, of course, is what we all expected. John Ryder. John Knight Ryder. <laughs> Hell yeah, dog. <laughs> you soaked this up. Hell yeah, dog. Actually, that was funny, actually. Thank you. Anyways, yes. He's fighting John Knight Rider. I think he's he's actually named what? John the Gorilla Rider? I believe that's his Knight name. Knight Rider sounds better. Me too. Knight Rider sounds better. Yes, so. Eddie, change him to, to Knight Rider. Yeah, they should, actually. He's a Knight and Rider. And it's going to happen in his home and in Mexico. I, I don't want the people are like, oh, you know, man, he's doing Mexico. Yeah, because I don't think he'd be able to sell out in a fucking <laughs> arena out here, dude. <laughs> no, right? He wouldn't sell. He wouldn't sell SoFi. <laughs> Vegas, man, or AT and T Stadium. I don't think so. Guadalajara. That's what's gonna take place. Where he's from. I want, um, I want the hometown fight. You want the? Yeah. You know, I couldn't wait to talk about this, and this is the reason why. Not because he's fighting. No, the opponent he's fighting that does not excite me. Not at all. Wanted, the, hold up. Before that, everyone's like, "Well, he's the number one contender. Who else is he supposed to fight?" That's the reason why I'm talking about. Let's talk about yes. I'm we calling you out. We're talking about those people. The, those are the same motherfuckers. Jesus, I was angry earlier. <laughs> well, because that's pisses me off. The same motherfuckers would be like, "Well, he's a mandatory." Those are the same motherfuckers that talk shit when another fighter says the same thing. They'd be like, "Oh no, you're a pussy. You're you're avoiding this fighter." No, no, no. Fuck the mandatory. Fight whoever. Blah blah blah. Canelo does it. Well, yeah, because he's a mandatory. See, he's fighting the mandatory. Yeah, well, it's fucking convenient, right? Now that rule applies to him. Fuck you. I'm sorry. That shit pisses me off. Well, we already, my buddy, we already knew he was a fight night writer. Right? No, we, we exactly. This was not, this was no, not, right? <laughs> this was not a surprise. Not really a big surprise. Nope. You know, you know, this, this, this wasn't a surprise. <laughs> you know, everybody fucking knew. I, I know, I got it. I got I like playing with this guy. I'm sorry. I know, this was, this wasn't a surprise. We already knew this. Um, but yes, I you know the Canelo fan base. The I don't even I don't even know how you call what you call them, but the kind of, the Calanita, whatever. I forgot. I forgot too. Whatever the cinnamons. <laughs> the cinnamon. Yeah, it's funny. Uh, uh, you're right. It's very contradictive because then when Charlo had to do a mandatory defense, oh, you could have fought Canelo. Okay. When um, you know who else was out there? Like there's a couple of fight I forgot the fighters and people go oh see see you can't name any particular no you're right I won't be able to name fighters particularly that could have fought Canelo because they fight mm-hmm. mandatory but we're talking about other fighters that yeah exactly other fighters that, I think Tank is probably one of them I believe Tank is one of them uh, Spence Spence you know there's been fighters out here that are uh, like do I want to see the Charlos maybe the Charlos has fought mandatory mm-hmm. that's why I said Charlos there you go. okay yeah um he hasn't fought any of them. I mean, not any of them. He, uh, 
they have been criticized because they're oh you know you you're ducking you're ducking mm-hmm. you know oh you you know but Canelo does it he's okay and that's very contradictory. You keep that same energy when you criticize another fighter. Mm-hmm. And then now right now I'm not giving the perfect example right now because they're like oh see you can't give an example. It's happened in boxing. It it's has. happened to the Charlo. It's happened to Tank. This isn't a race thing. This is me just saying it's happened to other fighters before. Mm-hmm. Where it's funny that oh it's a man sort it's a man sort. When it's convenient, we abide to the fucking the alphabet soup side. We we abide to the mandatories of the alphabet soup. When it's not to our convenience, we shit on it. Well, mm-hmm. well, it's a fake belt anyway. These belts mean nothing. We need to make super fights. Keep that same energy when you when you criticize another fighter mm-hmm. for taking a mandatory defense. I agree. I fucking keep agree. the same energy. It doesn't look good. Um, you're right. I, this is this fight does not intrigue me. Not at all. Because. This is more of like a uh, you know the, the Yerdian fight where we already knew the outcome. I'm only interested if this fight, if he's potentially going to fight the winner of Caleb Plant, which I, which some people were saying that the same people. I guess you can say they're kind of like they're with it. Like I, I saw, I read the comments. Some people were saying, you know what, he's coming back from a hand injury. Have him have have him have this you know easy fight if and exactly and if Caleb Plant or Benavides, which everybody kind of wants Benavides, if Benavides wins, then that's when yes we're all going to be calling him out if he does not take the fight. Yeah, to me this is like I, I've said it before. It's okay if you take these type of fights if it means going into a bigger type of fight. If it means you just taking another soft fight, then it's kind of like pointless. Yeah, and you really can't claim yourself to be the best. Mm-hmm. You know he's staying active though. He's not you know he, but you're right. He's coming off a. Come off in a hand injury, you know, and the uh, can't let me just uh, say this real quick. He's not coming off a loss. <laughs> I've heard people going, well, you know, he's coming off a loss to who? He won his last fight. B Triple G. Thank you. Are you dumb? Or was the fight that bad that we want to forget about it <laughs> and say, well, he lost a bivol? No, no, he fought Triple G next. Yeah, he fought Triple G. So after. He's coming off a win, brothers yeah. and sisters. He's coming off a win. So, I get it. I'm on board with it. I Mexico. I don't know why. Um, hometown fight. Okay. I don't know why he didn't do the UK. I think that would have been. Uh, that's a good question. Yeah. I don't or, know why he didn't. But he's doing Mexico. Okay. Cool. Enjoy it. We'll see what happens out there. Um. Yeah. The fact that it's on pay-per-view is another thing to me. The zone pay-per-view, folks. I forgot to mention that. Yes, it's it, on the zone pay-per-view. The fact, but I heard he took a pay cut for this fight. Really? Did he, huh? I heard like this was a pay cut fight. Like He's not really getting the same amount of money for this fight that he he would have he got for the Triple G or he got mm-hmm. for the Bibble fight. Like He took a, a drastic pay cut. It, and, and more specifically, he's taking the pay cut. One, because he's fighting Knight Rider. Secondly, the fight's taking place in Mexico, which kind of puts... You know, the zone production, having to fly out the whole team to do all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it yeah. is what it is. It is what it is. Yeah. Not, not intrigued, but we'll see. Not I, intrigued, I'm, but not surprised. Yeah. It, I'm also getting a feeling he, he, I don't think he, I, I'm going to say this right now. I don't think he's fighting Bibble. I don't think he's fighting Bibble. I have a feeling that he might fight the winner of Caleb Plant versus uh, Benavides. I think. The money fight is there. Yeah. If if Plant wins, the rematch makes it interesting because it's like, look what this guy's been able to accomplish since he beat you. Right. And that makes Canelo even look better because look what look what he, Caleb look what Canelo was able to do to Kevin Plant and look how Caleb Plant's looks since then. Since then. So yeah. now the fight looks interesting. Mm-hmm. But 
the super fight would be against Benavides if Benavides is able to mow down and basically tear Caleb Pet apart. Yeah. Because, like, you know, to me, he's like, I always kind of, he always reminds me of Antonio Margarito. Just comes forward, comes forward, comes forward. Benavides? Yes. Yeah. And so if he's able to break Caleb Plan in the, like, in the, in the late rounds, then I could see people going, damn. It's this the unstoppable force versus the immovable object. Yeah. Oh yeah. You, you know you got two you got two uh, prime fighters. Mm-hmm. You know Canelo's the face of boxing. This guy's hungry. Let's put him together, and it'd be a huge fight. You can, that fight you can stay. You can put it at Dallas Cowboy Stadium. Oh yeah. That one you can For put. Sure it, that that's one, what yeah. you can do out here in L.A. SoFi mm-hmm. Stadium. You can do the Raiders Stadium. Like you can put this fight somewhere out here in the West, mm-hmm. and and it would sell because of the. Of both guys, both if both guys win, mm-hmm. that makes sense. And Canelo would get a big payday out for this. Oh fuck yeah! Oh, that yeah. would that yeah. would be the thing. It yeah. would be a huge payday for Canelo Alvarez, who even said, "I yeah, I got paid pretty handsomely for that Caleb Plant fight." Of course, he I did. would not. I would not mind working with these guys again. Mm-hmm. He said it himself. I don't mind working with them. I'm a free agent. I can work wherever I want to yep. work. It just happens to be that he works with the zone because the zone gives him the money he wants for right? the fights he gets. <laughs> You know why am I gonna why am I not gonna go hunt if I can just come here and they'll serve me my food? So yeah. Oh man, and uh, oh geez, we 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 also know the subject. We have fun with these. So it looks like it's agreed upon with Fury versus Usyk seventy thirty split. Oh Jesus Christ! This back and forth is funny because I think Usyk is the only one I can think of that has been responding to him very quickly. Anyone else? They didn't do very much. It was just, it was just, it was just a fury, right? But uh, yes, Tyson Fury says that seventy thirty split. All right, or no fight. He basically pulled what you kind of what you said seventy thirty because he feels like he he's not worth much shit more than that. I'm trying to find the video. Where yeah, he says right. That. He sent you to you again if you need to, but yeah, but sent to me right now. He, oh, I'm about to send you right now. So I can play it on the board because I have the one in the in the sauna room. I because ha- he's like mm-hmm. in an airport or something, right? Uh, I think so. Yeah, I think it was at the airport. Yeah, send to me one more time on the, on the thing, and I'll play it right here. But uh, I said it before. I said it uh, a couple weeks ago, and I think I said it last week too. Mm-hmm. That of course he's in. Oh yeah. Okay. Let me let me play this. Yeah, yeah. Let me play this real quick. Hi guys. As fun as it's been over the last few days, terrorizing Usyk and his team. Tomorrow I'm going to knuckle down into training camps and I'll be doing a blackout as I always do on social media. Uh, Nav will be running my Instagram account, keeping you all updated on my training progress and everything's going. April 29th is definitely a worker. I will see you all on the night. Try this one. Tune in or be there or be square. This is the biggest event in British boxing history. I think this is probably the one maybe. No, no, Mm -hmm. there's another one. Hold on. I think I have it right here. Okay. He he did so many videos, folks. (laughs) Is this a video or not? No, it was a screenshot you sent to me. Oh, it is a video. It's a video. I believe I sent you a video. No, it's another video, but um Yeah, so base I don't try here, I don't think so. Hi, Tyson Fury here. Just a quick one. Yeah. I've been speaking to the lawyers today and Usex people are talking about rematch clauses and all that bollocks. <laughs> Here's one to up the antes. How about there is no fucking rematch clause? For both of us. 
Let's up the antis completely. Never worry about what's in the future and how many more dollars you can get after you've been defeated. Worry about the fight. April 29th, no rematch clause. The winner takes the glory. The loser goes home with his dick in his hand. How about that? Agree to that, you fucking bitch. Who's <laughs> reply? Greedy belly. Rematch clause come from your side, not mine. Stop whining and ducking. Be a man. Ink the contract or vacate the belt. I need and dispute it. And not to play your stupid games. Pretty belly. So that was his thing. Uh, that was another, but I think he took it down. Did he, huh? I know. He, I think he, he had to, I believe he responded something like that. It was the one where he goes that technically you're worth 70 30. That video. I think he probably did take it down. He took it down. Um, so down. So so retro. So he did a video. Uh, Tyson did a video where he said that he's not worth fifty fifty. He's worth seventy thirty. And if he doesn't sign a contract, I forgot by when he's going to deduct a million dollars per day until he signs a contract. Yeah. So this was Usyk's response. I think. Greedy belly. I accept your offer. Seventy thirty split to fight. With you on April 29th at Wembley. But you will promise to donate to Ukrainian immediately after the fight. On million pounds on every day of your daily, you will pay 1% from your poorest to Ukrainian people. Deal. So that, that was his I, thing. I, I sent you one. I don't, know if that, I, think, I don't know if that's the one right there, the one I sent you. It's playing right now. Logan Paul, you little bitch. Probably not, huh? No. It seems like So, yeah, that, that okay. was basically right there. They were arguing back and forth. He probably took it down then, yeah. yeah he, t- he took, he the took vid- it down. He took the video down. Because the other one's him, like, basically running. I'll play this last one real quick. I can't wait! I'm <laughs> in the best shape of my life! I'm fucking ready to rock and roll! I wish it was this weekend. Who said you dappy teeth? Ugly, bog-eyed, rabbit, cat, ugly piece of shit! You are getting knocked the fuck out! And for all the haters out there as well, a massive fuck you, because they got 70% of the Undisputed Heavyweight Championship. Simon Jordan, you're a little bitch. No wonder you lost 100 million, bitch. Wrong business, you little sausage. Joe Parker, we cannot wait. He's claiming that the, 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 uh, the manager of Usyk is a dumbass for accepting 70-30, but you were just on a video <laughs> claiming that if he doesn't take the 70-30, he would do it. So Usyk, Again, like I, 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 I sent it to you, this man's killed a man. He doesn't give a fuck. This guy wants to fight. He's not for the bullshit dramatics. Yeah. He's not here for the fame. He is here to fight. He is here. He wants undisputed. He, he wants said. undisputed. I, I think I sent you one where he did mention, like, you fucking idiot. Like, you accepted that 30%. Let me see right and now. this was... This was when he posted on the story time, so obviously you couldn't save that. So I actually Bitch. had a stream recorded. Borat wants his voice back, you fucking bum. You'll get what you're getting, don't worry. You're the worst manager in history. You got your fighter to accept 30%, you bum dosser. <laughs> you know that clever, are you, you bum? You got outwitted by a man who never went to school in his life. Sausage. Keep talking, your boy's going to get smashed and he's going to be beltless like the other bum, AJ. Come on! <laughs> Again, the fact that he even deleted the video claiming you're not worth fucking 50%. You're worth 30. And if you don't take the fucking fight every day that you don't sign this contract, I'm going to de- I'm going to make sure you get deducted a million dollars. 
was a, you heard it was a response. Fine, 70 30, bitch. Let's just do it. Cut the bullshit. Let's just get it done. Mm-hmm. Usyk, ref- I mean, then Fury replies, Oh, well, you know, we, I would sign, but you, you guys are fucking haggling over a rematch clause. Fuck the rematch clause. How about this? No rematch clause for you. No re- rematch clause for me either. Usyk goes, okay. Well, technically, this is from your Peter yeah. side, you fucking dick. I don't give a fuck. I just want to fight. Fine, no rematch. Let's fight. And then he goes on saying, oh, your fucking manager's stupid for signing at 30%. Oh, I'm going to fuck you up April, tw- April 29th. No. You got pinned against the wall, and now you're going to have to fight. You thought this guy was going to back off. You did this to AJ. AJ was pretty much... To me, this is classic Fury. You're going to make a spectacle of the contract. You're going to go in front of everybody. The fact that even your manager's going, we're still in talk. We're still in talk. Don't worry. Like... That you're, you're even your manager, Frank, I mean, your promoter, Frank Warren's out there reassuring everybody that you guys are still in talks. Shows you're not even your own fucking boss, buddy. Yeah, this was two days ago. He goes, that's not going to stop the fight from happening. One way or another, we'll accommodate each other. The fight's happening. End of story. What more can I say? It's happening. Don't worry. That's what he says. Frank Warren has to be like, fuck me, dude. Shut <laughs> up. <laughs> Oh, Frank. <laughs> you got the guy to agree to 30%. What does that tell you? He doesn't give a fuck. He don't give a fuck. He does not give a fuck. Does he care? I want the fight. Give me in the ring. That's that. No, and, and that's and I love that. That's the impression I got. Okay, let's let's fucking do it. Let's, like let's let's do it. Like that's uh, that's the impression I got from from Usyk. Yeah, that's what I. To me, that was the impression I got too. That every time he kept saying, "Okay, cool." You want thirty? You want me to take thirty percent? Fine, I'll take it. Okay, send me the contract. I'll sign it. Oh, the rematch clause. Okay, fine. Oh, you fuck it. I don't want a rematch clause. Then mm-hmm. just let's just do it. Oh, you're dumb and da da. Are you sending the contract? <laughs> that's what I'm. That's what I'm getting the impression. I'm like getting. I'm getting the impression. Like, okay, like you brought in Sugar Hill. Congratulations. Are you sending the contract? <laughs> I don't get it. Are we doing this or not? Because I want to fight. Oh, like to me, come on! And I think even his promoter, uh, I think Usyk's team is going. You're you're just doing this because you've talked yourself into a fight that you're gonna be embarrassed because you've made this. You kept saying, "I'm not gonna lose to a middleweight." You're literally gonna lose to a middleweight, and so you're making this big spectacle of this so you can avoid it. Usyk doesn't care. He showed you when you beat Chisora. Talk all your shit. I don't care. I've killed a man, bro. I've heard and seen worse. You're not going to do anything to me. I'm going to fight you. And if I win, I win. If I win, if I lose, I lose. It doesn't fucking matter. I'm a warrior. Are you? You claim to be the Gypsy King. You claim to come from a family of bare knuckle fighters. Then shut the fuck up and let's fight. To me, that's what Uzik's saying. That's what I. That's the impression I got. Yep. And I think that's what's Fury and Fury that he can't get under this kid's guy's skin. This guy's like, okay, cool, whatever, man. Okay, I'm not impressed. Just, he said it. I'm not impressed. April 29th, I'll fight. Let's do it. Let's do it. I'll fight. So we'll see what happens. I hope it's not April 29th, though. I I, I know, right? I, I yeah. got the live event. You know. Yeah. I, I don't know. I I, I'm, I guess I'm I'm saying this because exactly because I, I, I don't want you to miss it. But something tells me, like, I, I, I want to think, like, they're going to move it because it's it's getting close. No way. I think if the fight gets moved, you cannot claim 70-30 for this fight. Yeah. If the fight keeps moving. I, I agree. So we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Um, last thing, I guess, is fight night. I don't know if I want to get over that quickly. Yes. Fight, fight week, I should say. So we got fight week. Again, this shows you. Uh, hold on. 
I guess this shows you how the zone works because I know you were like, oh, I, for- I, I didn't know about this ego. I'm like, I didn't know either. I forgot. I thought I posted the sound bite, but I didn't. Um, yeah, this shows you how much the zone is really invested. They're willing to increase our pricing for monthly, right? But they're not willing to invest money into this. This uh, Saturday night in Long Beach, California, live on the zone, it is Gilberto Ramirez coming off his first professional loss, and he'll be bouncing back against rugged. Freaking Philly Puerto Rican warrior Gabe Rosado. Yep. And on the undercard, you got Joseph Jojo Diaz, our hometown boy. Yep. Uh, versus Mercito Gesto, Gesta, 12 rounds of lightweight. And of course, then you got Oscar Duarte uh, Jurado versus Alex Martin. You got Eric uh, Tudor versus Damian Citel uh, Kane. And Jorge Chavez versus Brian Perez. Um, Let's get to the two main fights. The basically the two marquee fights, which is the return of Joseph Dojo Diaz. Yep. He was arrested. He was released. He's still fighting against Mercito Gesta. Um, Beery, what's your take? This twelve rounds lightweights. I see. Honestly, I'm uh, just gonna keep it. You know, I see Joseph Diaz winning. I see he winning by decision. I really? think this, this goes twelve rounds. Really, even yeah. with the legal issues and everything like that, you think he'll be able to? I to, think so. You think he'll be able to put that behind him and be like move yeah. forward to this fight? I think for this fight, yeah. If it was a, if so, it was a big caliber fight, then I'll probably say something different. But mm, regardless, I mean, that's you got arrested for yeah. child negligence. You got yeah. that. You got that on your shoulders. Which we haven't heard much anything after. Uh, so yeah, right. So I don't know. So far, I'm looking at like, man, was this a misunderstanding? But I, I want to say, yeah, I want to say he'll he'll do he'll do good for this. I fight. he didn't look good in his last fight. I don't think I saw that. I'll be honest with you. We didn't even know. I remember that. You remember that? We are like, we didn't even know. Not not good one, zone. We didn't even know that. This is, to me, let me get out of this. Mm-hmm. Me. This is, the, to me, the, the sad thing. The zone charges all this money, and they don't market this right. They don't they market don't. it. Like, how are, like, come on. They really don't. So he lost to William Zapedas. <laughs> And he lost to Devin Haney. So his last fight, he, had, he took a loss. of this mm-hmm. uh, unanimous decision. So he didn't look good in his last fight. No. Um, people are saying that maybe he's in the decline. You know, you win some, you lose some. He's coming into this fight with, you know, the two losses, the whole being arrested. You know, people kind of wondering why he got arrested for. All we know it is a child endangerment, all this. And you're fighting a rugged fighter in uh, Mercito Gesta. I want to say... This might end in a draw. Wow. Okay. All right. I think it ends by a draw or there's an accidental headbutt and they have to stop the fight. But I'm leaning more towards a draw, a draw, a draw, a draw. Um, I think uh, both guys are rugged fighters. I think Diaz will try to muscle him around. I think Jester will try to slug it out and box it with him. But I think it'll just be outside to say it's going to be an ugly 12 round fight. Wow. I think it's an ugly 12 round fight. And I think. It's gonna end by it's gonna end by draw, wow, by draw or a controversial decision. I think. I mean, we'll see. That's what I think. That's my that's my prediction yeah. for that one. All right, and in the main event, so Gilberto Ramirez basically being looked at as a the next Mexican superstar, the next the the next guy when when Canelo retires, this is the guy. The goal, you know, he was with Top Rank. He left Top Rank. He signed the Golden Boy. Golden Boy had him. They were trying to build him up as the next Canelo Alvarez, the face of boxing. Yep. When Canelo retires, this is the guy. Um, they put all, they put their money uh, up and decided to go against the man who vanquished Canelo Alvarez, thinking, well, 
we figured Bivol out. You know, Canelo was just too small, so we're going to give him someone naturally that we think it can beat him. Mm-hmm. Bad idea. Bivol <laughs> boxed him, yep. gave him a spanking. Worse than Canelo got. Mm-hmm. I thought this was worse. <laughs> and, yeah, in his, so, yeah. and in his first fight back, he's in a fight, Gabe Rosado. Basically, the blood and guts Philly, Philly, Philly Rican, how he says, Philly yeah, Rican fighter, um, who right now... It looks like you're. It looks this to me is like the scene from Jurassic Park when you have the goat uh, being propped up for the T Rex. Yeah, yeah. And I'm, I'm no disrespect no. to Gabe Rosado. I, I the, the guy is a blood and guts warrior. Everyone who knows, I love this guy. This guy's again has been in epic fights. You know, if you're not if you're not in your if you're not 100, percent if you kind of don't take him seriously, he's gonna be a tough fight. Yeah. Gilberto Ramirez didn't lose the Bivol because he was not 100%. He didn't lose the Bivol because he, he wasn't in P's and Q's. He just lost to the better man, to the better boxer. Yeah. Gabe Rosado has always been the that guy that had never been able to get past the hump. No. He couldn't get past Triple G. He couldn't get past the Charlo brothers. Uh, Danny Jacobs, Danny even, Jacobs. I, even though I kind of believe he should have beat Danny. He beat Danny Jacobs. Oh man! I think that he beat Danny. Jacobs. I gotta admit, I was very, um, yeah, I was very disappointed because I thought that would be like a great, uh, just a great win, a great moment for him, and he didn't get it. And he didn't get it. Um, he did lose to Shane Mosley Jr. Oh man, I remember that one. That one. Um, but he kind of has his up and down career. He's a he's a road warrior again. Twenty six wins, sixteen losses, one draw, fifteen knockouts. He's been knocked out four times in his entire career. Um. His last fight, he lost against Ali uh, Akabev, Shane Mosley Jr. He lost to Jaime Munguia, Great which fight. I th- I thought that was a fight that he could have like upset the apple cart. He didn't. Yeah, oh, I man. think Munguia did what he needed to do to yeah. win that fight. Um, but it goes against Gilberto Ramirez again. I use the analogy. I use the 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 Jurassic Park scene. Mm-hmm. You're feeding the goat to the T Rex. This is a confidence boost. Stay busy. Let's remind people who you are type of fight. And no better way to remind you who you no no better way to remind the people who you are than putting you against this generation's blood and guts warrior, mm-hmm. Gabe Rosado. And it sucks because I think Gabe Rosado is a good fighter. I got Ramirez taking him out at six. Fuck. Gabe Rosado's moving up. Gabe Rosado fought as low as 154 pounds. Yeah. I thought 168, he looked a little small for that division. You're moving up to light heavyweight to face a naturally bigger man who hits hard, who's tall, aggressive. You know, I think his boxing skills are going to, you know, help him out. But I think over over a, a couple rounds, I think they're going to, I think the weight's going to take, take its toll. I think the pressure from from Gilberto Ramirez, unless Gabe Rosado was able to land a nice punch and make Ramirez think mm-hmm. like, oh, unless Gabe is able to do some trickery to make to to remind Gilberto like, hey, 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 I'm a good boxer, bro. And the last time you fought a boxer, yeah. you struggled. <laughs> and I don't know if Gabe can hold that for twelve rounds. Sorry, I don't think Gabe can hold that for twelve rounds. I think he succumbs to the pressure. I think uh, six, seven rounds tops. My, of course, my my heart wants Gabe Rosado to take this win, but 
be honest with myself, yeah, I see Ramirez winning this. I think I will give you know I'll give him a little longer, man. I think in the eighth, eighth round he takes him out. Think so? I will say the eighth. But my heart wants Rosado to win this fight. I, he has heart. He has heart. Man. He has heart. But how many? But how many fights can you go into that? Yeah. Like how many beatings can you go into this and you know take it? That's kind of where it starts looking. In, that's where it comes a little dicey now, because you've been beat up. Yeah. You've given a good. You've given a good beating, but you've received a good. Beating. Mm-hmm. And again, remind everybody he's moving up in weight. Yeah. He's moving up in weight. Like what, let's what let's, weight class again? This is one seventy five. Like heavyweight. Yeah. Let's not lie to ourselves here. We, I mean, since we heard this fight, we knew that what type of fight this was. This was a showcase fight. This was a con- confidence boost fight for the Ramirez camp. Mm-hmm. This was a type of fight that you need because after the Bibble fight, you have to question: Are you really that good? And you, and so to answer that question, to re, to to give you that confidence, we're going to give you Gabe Rosado. We're mm-hmm. going to give you Gabe Rosado at 175 pounds. He he's sturdy, an action warrior. He's always he he's always in an entertaining fight, and that's what we need to put you in an entertaining fight. And it, and it's not that risky of a fight, unless out of nowhere, <laughs> Gabe Rosado lands a fucking a right hand, right? Like he lands a Sergio Martinez, Paul Williams uh, hand. To lay Gilberto Ramirez out, I don't see this fight going anywhere. But yeah. Ramirez just mowing down Gabe. Gabe will use his tactics, be slick, mm-hmm. but I don't think it's going to be enough. As soon as this kid gets hit, he's going to want to engage, and that's going into the wheelhouse of Ramirez. So yeah, I got Ramirez winning. Not much to do with light heavyweight. You got Arthur Betabiev, Demetri Bivol. Both guys are in a collision course. There's not really much for you to do there. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think he he stays busy after uh, after that fight. I think so too. Yeah, I think he stays busy. Yeah. You know, he could fight. Uh, who knows? I mean, I know that. Uh, let me uh, rose up real quick. I know that um, that same night and on ESPN Plus in Quebec, Canada, you got John Pascal versus Michael Effort, twelve rounds for an IBF eliminator. So. You know, they could give him that fight. They could give him that fight. So yep, they could. We'll see what happens next. So, And then for all you people who are wondering, um, if you guys are interested, I don't know where they're streaming this in because maybe, you know, it's thank you to the to the prince. But in Saudi Arabia, and the, um, you got baby big, uh, Gerald Big Baby Miller coming off his two stints, uh, two-time offensive steroid use. <laughs> And coming back at heavyweight, well, he has, you know, he can't move down. You know, he has um Yeah, right. <laughs> eating disorder. <laughs> He's facing Lucas Brown. Yes, Lucas Brown. Lucas Brown. So you guys are interested in it. You guys can find it in the dark web. Let us know. <laughs> but are you good? I'm good, man. Anything else you need? That's pretty much it, man. Real quick, as we're recording this episode, we only have a few tickets left for the April 29th Heavy Hitters Podcast live event. Live at the... Ice above in Whittier, California, and uh, Uptown Whittier. Join me, uh, Whiskey J, Jose Ramos from the Ramsey Ramos Podcast, Gil, Billy Delic from the Mind Buzz Podcast, and Chris, who I call Coach Chris from the Kickback Podcast LA. <laughs> Join us as we record a live show for the first time ever, a live show. We're going to have live performances. We're going to have Mr. Lou. I know, Mr. Lou. <laughs> We're going to have uh, Frank Blanco. And Gil will be also be performing a set. We got more. Op- we have more acts to come, so keep an eye on that. 
but uh, tickets are still available as of right now. I'm checking the. Let me double check real quick. But uh, tickets are still available to buy at, uh, to buy at Eventbrite. So go ahead, buy it at Eventbrite. Uh, we're also gonna have the Carnitas King catering the event. So hey, if you don't want to hear the comedy, if you don't want to hear Mr. Lou. And you just don't want to hear me and the boys, but you want to enjoy some nice carnita tacos, get yourself a ticket. The carnitas king. You guys were here. Be right. You've been, you've ate it. Fucking delicious. Jose, Jose Fuck. gave him the thumbs up. And, I, and, and anyone that knows me personally, that is my meat of choice. Carnitas. It is fucking delicious, folks. So. Fuck yeah. Join us April 29th. Again, ice above at Uptown Whittier. Get your tickets now. Get all the information you guys need. Tickets are going to sell out. And like I said, as I'm talking, there's only a few handful of tickets left on the site. So get them now. Mm-hmm. Or you're going to have to wait for the next event. And you don't want to be that person that says, fuck, I missed out on this show. Because anything will happen mm-hmm. and can happen. Other than that, guys, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at the at the JMBA Boxing Pod OG on Instagram. Or short for TJEB. Uh, don't forget, next Saturday, live on the Rambling Network, me, B-Ray, uh, Carnitas King, and Jose Ramos will be live on YouTube, the Rambling Network YouTube channel, to bring you Whittier Fight Club, Caleb Plant, uh, David Benavides, okay. and a stack card, too, because it's a really good stack yep. card. So join us on that. Uh, more information to come. We'll give you our predictions next week. Um, give us a five-star ratings on iTunes. Give us a like on Spotify. It helps with the visibility. And I keep saying this every week. We're working on the merch. Yeah. I just keep getting detained with so much stuff to do, but we are working on it. And I'm still working on a new person to do a merch, but you guys can still buy some of the old merch on oh, yeah. Teesprings. Mm-hmm. We do apologize for the delay. They're, they're going through some stuff. That's why I'm parting ways with them pretty soon. But enjoy your weekend. Don't forget to listen to Ships 1997 out right now. Well, I'm sorry, Ships, he said? No, I'm sorry. Geek uh, and Geek, geek, there geek, geek, sorry, geek sorry. Out. There we go. It's okay. 1997 <laughs> out right now. Listen to Ships. It is out today. It's yep. out this week, too. Uh, the, we are back. This is for real. And episode 245, our St. Patrick's Day episode, which will be out this Saturday, this Saturday <laughs> on the Rambling Alcoholics. We got a lot of shows this week. Damn, I, I'm yes. busy. Um, enjoy yourself. Drink responsibly because we never do. Is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. This is all I got. This is all I got.